Gunner, um, now that I finished with uh, Game of Thrones, I'm I'm uh, trying to like figure out. Okay, now what am I going to be watching? And uh, watched the Deadwood movie, which was great, and mm-hmm. then uh, got a couple episodes into Chernobyl, uh, which you know people were saying that it was uh, like really highly rated, and I'm like, really, you know? And I started watching, and I'm like, holy cow! And like IMDb, it's like nine point something uh, for each of the episodes and everything. But uh, yeah, yeah. How have you been uh, passing your time, uh, TV show wise? Uh, same. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was finally the Deadwood movie came and uh, and delivered. I was extremely satisfied with it. Um, they stayed. Tr- I was very worried about the movie. I did not want to be disappointed by it at all. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, no, didn't disappoint. It was it was a great ending. Um, it was a mm-hmm. very nice, very nice send off. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like you. Also, got, I'm all caught up on Chernobyl. Um, and like you, I had the same reaction. I was like, well, I guess everybody's raving about this Chernobyl documentary or whatever. I guess I'll, you know, I guess I should, <laughs> I guess I should put some time in. And yeah, like you, I was just immediately got hooked. It is so good. Um, and horrifying. I'm a little bit further along than you, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, if if you are on the fence about the Chernobyl movie, definitely go see it. Um, it's a it's it, it's an event. Um, I will uh, will include a link to this in the show notes. Um, I did see a uh, a write up in Jalopnik, uh, a friend of the show, Evan Rose, uh, pointed this <laughs> pointed this to me, um, and it's uh, unlike most. Uh, movies or TV shows about uh, historic Soviet Union, um, they actually use for real Soviet vehicles in it. It's not just like a Land Rover with like the the badges uh, pried off. Um, uh-huh. You know, they actually have like vintage uh, appropriate uh, Soviet vehicles in the movie. They're with like a real attention to detail. And uh, the story is absolutely horrifying. Um, I think hearing it through the lens of, you know, Western media, um, which was rightfully concerned about stuff like, you know, fallout falling on Germany and and the, mm-hmm. and Scandinavia and the rest of it. Like that was bad um, all by itself. But this is the first time I'd actually had an understanding of what it was like on the other side uh, of the Iron Curtain. And uh, mm-hmm. man, it's a just bad set of choices over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, and it's like I didn't know the scale difference between say like three mile island and chernobyl but like it seems like three mile island was like a, a picnic compared to chernobyl yeah yeah that's right and it, well and a big i mean and to keep it in keeping with some some of the themes of the show i mean it's uh what made the two different in a in large part i think was just the amount of hubris that mm-hmm. uh that the soviet system brought to the problem um mm-hmm. where there was like People for emotional reasons, for political reasons, like deciding that it was not going to be important or was not going to be an emergency. Um, you know, people afraid to tell the truth to their superiors. Um, but then at the same time, like some extremely heroic uh, decision making, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, the I think it's pretty early on. Um, we see Gorbachev making some extremely difficult choices with a... Uh, murderous efficiency <laughs> like, i mean like just yeah. yeah rough rough yeah uh anyway so it's great it's definitely the kind of thing you want to watch and then talk about with somebody else afterwards yeah yeah exactly it's it, that was something else um 
yeah yeah the like a lot of the quotes in there are like you know like what you were getting at like with well the party has decided this so what are you saying that the party right. is wrong and it's like oh of course not you know and right or things like that of uh yeah amazing yeah yeah um so to, so so david gonna recommend chernobyl on hbo um yeah uh, let's see and in good news though you you got your uh new computer i did um I've been using the same laptop for five years, mm -hmm. uh, which is really testament to the quality of laptops nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, finally, I was getting a little anxious, a little like kind of over it, like things were getting a little sluggish. Uh, you know that you're getting that new computer feeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, so finally, uh, finally just decided to uh, treat myself. I was going to and uh, went and got myself a Mac mini. Um, and, uh, it's been great. Nice little form factor tucks away in my shelf. Um, and, uh, uh, my only misgiving right now is that it's only got two USB ports and four thunder, whatever th ports. Oh, so Thunderbolt. Like, yeah. Thunderbolt. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, turns out I'm, I'm, I'm more of a USB guy than I am a Thunderbolt guy. <laughs> so mm -hmm. a lot of that is wasted real estate, but besides that, no complaints, total delight, 32 gigs of Ram is uh more than enough it's great mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep so strongly recommend it strongly recommend it nice yeah so uh what else have we got in the show today dave yeah so we're going to talk about fear today mm -hmm. so uh mm -hmm. fear of deadbeats uh fear of karaoke uh the fear of secret crushes and mm. the fear of doorbells yeah my dog has that mm -hmm. fear of doorbells yep yeah yeah uh, all right. So uh, if folks want links to that Jalopnik article um, or uh, or if they want to uh, learn more about Dead with the Movie or even Chernobyl, what website should they go visit? They want to go to dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. Mm -hmm. And now walk me through this cutting room floor. I, I, I'm, I'm reading this cutting room floor note and I, and I like it very much, but I, I'm going to need you to walk me through it. Yeah, so go go ahead and, and go down to the bottom. Don't look at the very next to the last part, but look at the very bottom. Okay, and, scrolling, um, clicking. Yeah. So there's a tweet, and mm -hmm. uh, so it's basically, uh, remember D&D, right, where yeah. you'd have, like, stats for the different uh, gnomes and goblins and whatnot? Um, there was, like, in the 80s, there was some sort of uh, fantasy magazine that did basically um, – uh, stat cards for like Bugs Bunny, Donald Duck. So like Bugs Bunny is a 15th level illusionist. Donald Duck is a 10th level berserker. They did one for the Jolly Green Giant. Um, so it's it's pretty awesome. That's great. That's great. Uh, just flipping through, there's some like very like uh, very sloppy pen and ink drawings of like the Tasmanian Devil and the Jolly Green Giant too, which I like. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle is another one in there. So. <laughs> All the classics. That's fantastic. I'd play that game. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would. Yeah. I would. Yeah. So update wise. Uh, yes. You know, it's funny. It's like everybody's talking about the the social credit system, mm -hmm. which we've we've been talking about for what seems like over a year now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's an article in. Uh, the New York Post uh, that I have linked here in the show notes where um, it has a little bit more detail and it's basically this guy wrote a new book or a book that came out last year about the 
the, the environment in China. Um, but some of the things that he has, uh, that he brings out, uh, adds more detail to the social credit system. So I wanted to give everybody an update. So imagine like you go and you call somebody on the telephone and mm -hmm. you know, you ordinarily hear the ring tone and it's, you know, the phone's ringing, the phone's ringing, but imagine, uh, while the phone is ringing, a voice comes in, it says, be careful in your dealings with this person. <laughs> in a different context, that sounds useful. <laughs> yeah, it could, yeah, it could, it could be great. You know, it's like, yeah, I'd pay for that service. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so that, that's a new thing, I guess they have. Uh, and another thing in Australia's ABC News, they, uh, they, the, they reported that the Chinese government has produced a deadbeat map. Um, that it's an app that you can have on WeChat. So it shows this radar-like uh, graphic identifying uh, every deadbeat in the vicinity of the user. And I, I have a screenshot there that you could take a quick look at. So it's, it looks like a little Google map of, of like, could be your neighborhood or whatever, but, but it has a little clickable people that you can click on. It has their, if you tap on the person, it reveals their personal information, including their full name, the court case number of what they're in trouble for and the reason they've been labeled untrustworthy um, and uh, their identity card numbers and home addresses are partially shown. Man. Okay. Yeah. And then um, they, there are also reports that those that uh, if their social credit score falls too low, they uh, are preemptively arrested and sent to re-education camps, not because they've actually committed a crime, but because they're likely to. And um, so the government claims that uh, its purpose is to enhance trust and stability by creating a culture of sincerity that will restore social trust. Right, right. Okay, but you think it's all it's all stick, right? And no carrots. Like like you're always like losing points and losing points. But there's actually a way that you can get points, and, okay? You know, earn points. Um, and the way you do that is by reporting on your neighbors that, that violate restrictions on things like religious practices or um, people you, you catch praying or growing their beard too long um, or uh, fast, fasting during Ramadan. Oy. Yep. So, um, yeah. So the Western criticism of the new system has been intense with Human Rights Watch describing it as chilling. But in response to the Chinese Communist Party, um, they scoff at that saying that Westerners are simply too unsophisticated to understand the wonders of the new system. And um, in China's Global Times, they said, the hypothetical theories of the West are based on their ignorance. The massive social credit system, it goes on to say, is simply beyond the understanding of Western countries. Right. I think yeah. they're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. Um, I also, uh, I'm really stuck on this idea of like creating a culture of sincerity that will restore public trust and like conspicuously like trust only runs in a single direction. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. They obviously haven't read the open organization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Do you remember in the nineties? Uh, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you were, uh, if you were following this like I was, but uh, I remember there was a, in the, in the aftermath of the fall of the Berlin wall, there was this uh, rush of books about um, how capitalism and democracy were kind of inextricable, right? They were always going to be connected. And if you, you couldn't create a middle class unless you also, you know, advance democratic principles, right? This is the, this is back around the time when we were saying that uh, no two countries with a McDonald's went to war with each other. 
mm-hmm. um, which is no longer true. Um, and uh, I know, I'm just kind of sitting in wonderment at at how the, certainly the West had convinced itself that like, oh, China's just obviously they're going to be democratic. It's just going to be a matter of time. And um, the Chinese government said, you know, hold my beer. Um, watch, me, watch me go create a, you know, a world economic superpower um, without uh, without making any real concessions to human rights. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Well, and also they are like, I think that if I think that the people that wrote those those books could have been right if China didn't do anything. And, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe it, it would come to that of the, you know, like think of Tiananmen Square and everything where people yeah. were trying, but they just came down so hard and heavy on people. Um, that's that, right. Well, and, and now they're sealing the exits, right? In yeah. Terms of, you know, it's like making it very, it's like you're either in line or you're out of line and there's nothing in it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, and Tiananmen Square, now that we're on the anniversary of Tiananmen Square, we can kind of look back on it and realize that this is the, Tiananmen Square was the moment when kind of the party struck the deal with the middle class, which was, we will give you prosperity, but in exchange, you're going to get a social credit score system, right? Mm-hmm. That was the, that, that was kind of the grand political bargain and it paid off. Like, yep. Yeah. So more China news um, mm-hmm. is that, uh, um, and I'm, I have never used dating apps uh, ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was well, well, after my time of my uh, single life, and but there's uh, but there's a thing in China that's starting to take off. Uh, there's a um, this this dating app that what you do is you open up the dating app and then it will and you set a, uh, a a topic, and then a second user will join, usually uh, a potential mate, and um, and then uh, if somebody wanted to talk. Um, you know, well, basically, you know, it's like they could start talking and everything, and then there would be this audience, and then people could make comments in the chat and everything. So it was basically like a, like a, like a blind date, but in in front of everybody, where people could make comments and everything. And <laughs> so, I, and so I don't even know, like, is are the Black Mirror people getting their script ideas from China, or is it the other way around? Um, <laughs> right. Wait, what's the? I don't understand. What's the incentive? Like, why would you? Why, why would you subject yourself to that? Like, is it? Uh, do you have to be like a uh, one of these like survivor exhibitionists? Is that the? Is that? Is that the idea? Well, I think it's it's. There's the from reading the article, it talks about the 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 time consuming nature of going on. Like, you know, you you chat with people and you go on the date and then it doesn't work out and. You know, and it's like you talk about like, you know, more fish in the sea. China, they have, there's a lot of people that you could date there. Um, so it's probably it's it's much more efficient that way. But the thing is, though, is that they started doing it and it wasn't taking off as well. So mm-hmm. what they did was that they actually now have like professional like moderators. Like think of it like a like a talk show host mm-hmm. that will ask questions of the two participant contestant potential mates and. Right. Um, and if they want, they could also uh, sing karaoke. <laughs> it's going to take a very particular kind of a person to say yes to a scenario like that. I, that's that person. Well, that person's not me. Should go without saying. Yeah, you, like I would have like 
not have been on a date for a very long time before I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. No, thank you. I say no, thank you. Yeah. Okay. So how about this? Um, mm. With with uh, Facebook, um, as, as we cross the ocean um, and talk about another panopticon, um, <laughs> they have their, uh, I guess at their F8 conference, they announced uh, a feature called Secret Crush. <laughs> uh-huh. Keep going. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like you got your friends list, right? Of of people that, you know, it's it's a, you know, you know, it's not like Twitter where you follow people and they they don't have to follow you back. It's you are connected with people. Um and with all those people that you're connected with in the extended circles and stuff like that, you can have you can select up to nine people that you have a secret crush on. Um if you're in the dating mode of the app. Mm-hmm. If those nine people are um, on in the dating mode as well on on their end of Facebook. Um, they will get a notification saying that somebody in your connection list has a secret crush on you. And if you go in, uh, you know, somebody tells you you have the secret crush on you, and you select your favorite nine people. If there is a match, um, it will be revealed to both parties that um, that there's a match that. Uh, so go ahead and and talk uh, about going on a date. Right. Yeah, this is an awful idea. This is a terrible idea. Okay. Um. So first of all, uh, I don't trust Facebook. I mean, remember the reason why I left Facebook low these many years ago was I got tired of them changing the privacy policy and I couldn't keep up with what settings I needed to set when. And if they've, I'm sure that they are approaching their product in the same way now. Um, and so the idea that these are the rules under which we are going to reveal your secret. And then if they suddenly change those rules, which they are very likely to do um, for impressions or for, you know, for whatever reason. Um, anyway, no, thank you. I don't trust them at all in that capacity. Um, but I think a more interesting question and the stronger reason, my stronger objection is around like uh, there has to be an opportunity for abuse here, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like this seems like... Hey, Facebook? <laughs> Well, I'm thinking about like, so imagine I read somebody on Twitter was talking about this and, and they had the right approach. It was like, if Facebook, you know, if, or equivalent company announces a new feature, um, think about what the bad, if a bad actor were to, were to use this function, like how would they use it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be something like um, uh, creating a, what I, I don't know, like create a fake profile and then uh, to kind of like coax somebody's secret crush out. Um, I don't know what what other what other options have we got? I'm sure that third party blackmail. applications have access to uh, blackmail. Um, uh, third party applications, I'm sure, if they pay Facebook enough money or use the right API, can get access to the secret crush list, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just what a garbage fire. Yep, yep. And then also, I like the again hubris. Uh, I like the the idea that the that Facebook is like, well, I know we've compromised your your privacy and your trust several times over the last decade. So here's, okay, new feature. You get to Dang. tell us who your secret crush is. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, you can give us more personal information. <laughs> That's right. That, yeah. Tone deaf. Tone deaf, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like have the computer nerds that came up with this have been on dates. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, before you start writing a dating app, maybe you ought to go on a date, nerd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, at least we have Amazon in whom we trust completely, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know they're hiring. Oh, good. 
Oh, what's the what's the position? Uh, they're hiring for a managing editor for news uh, for their ring doorbell division. Why would the ring doorbell division need a news editor? Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll read the job description to you. The okay. managing editor for news will work on an exciting new opportunity within ring to manage a team of news editors who deliver breaking crime news alerts to our neighbors. The position is best suited for a candidate with experience and passion for journalism, crime reporting, and people management. Having a knack <laughs> for engaging storytelling that packs a punch and has and a strong nose for useful content and core skills that are essential to the are essential to the success of the role. The candidate should uh, be eager to join a dynamic new media news team that is rapidly evolving, growing week by week. So gross, so gross. But as you're reading that aloud, I actually thought of a, a funny thing. I just realized that um, they ask for someone who has experience and passion for journalism, crime reporting, and people management. But I would argue that those are all three of the same thing. Um, <laughs> but okay, so what's gross about this, right, is is they're what they're it's a self licking ice cream cone, right? Like we're gonna take mm -hmm. people's ring video, like funny little ring video clips of like criminals coming in or people's trying to steal boxes or whatever, and they're gonna create demand for their own product, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's where. Um, you know, like um, if you take a look at the news reports, crime, like violent crime and, and crime has declined enormously over the past you know, couple decades. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and but what happens, though, is that people with, uh, you know, the local news and everything, it's like, hey, it gets ratings. So it's like, you know, you think that the, the bad crime is going on all over the, all over the time uh, or all over the place. Um, but I guess, you know, this article talks about there's an app. Uh, called Neighbors uh, mm -hmm. that you could download, and then I guess you, it looks at your GPS address, and then what it'll do is it'll give you like all the crime reports that are happening in your neighborhood. And in this in this case, the guy uh, brought it up uh, for in Arlington, Massachusetts, uh, and there were like zero murders and only seven robberies in the last year. And then. Um, and then it decided, so quote here, it decided I needed to know that someone in the uniform of a local lawn care service had recently knocked on someone's door instead of using the doorbell uh, when no one answered. Um, and then there was also a building fire two towns away um, uh, that had a fire. There was a building fire two towns away a couple of days ago. And so it's like nothing. You know, and I, I saw, you know, and I the, if you read the article too, it talks about, yeah, there was uh, reports of uh, some like, you know, mysterious like political petition people showing up, and you know, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. it's just news. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'd, obviously, we need to have someone to come in and start punching punching up the material a little bit. Um, right. So what's interesting about this is like, uh, so. The Nest system, which I'm using today, because I'm in the tank for Google, um, is, is interesting. So every month I get an email from the Nest folks, right? And it tells me like how many times my front door has been opened and whatever, how many times the smoke alarm got tested and things like that. Um, and uh, they'll also do like a, a collection of like funny clips that people have like volunteered. Um, and they kind of include that in the newsletter, you know, people, you know, prat falling in front of a video doorbell, right? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that seems like 
a perfectly good way of showing people that they're getting, at least ostensibly getting some value out of the system, right? Like the, you know, we can count the number of times your door has been open and closed. We can count the number of times their smoke alarm's gone off. Like that is 100% non-threatening and still ostensibly demonstrates, you know, oh, we've got it under control. We're watching your house. You know, the, the service is working, right? That you're paying us a subscription for a reason. Um, the idea that Ring went after the, uh, no, there aren't anywhere near enough like murders or like scary workmen at front doors. And so now we've got to make sure that um, everybody understands the fear that they should be living in so that they'll re-up on their Ring subscription. Um, it's just irresponsible, right? It's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like getting a email saying number of times you haven't been stabbed yet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, ugh. It's gross. It's bad. I mean, it's bad judgment. And it's like, I don't know. So I feeling a little bit like a hippie today, but like, why would you want to put more of that in the world? Like, mm -hmm. um, and, and distort people's view of their own safety. It's like, it's in just their own gross. neighborhood. In their own neighborhood. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> all right. The right. so palate cleanser. We'll, we'll mm -hmm. in the plane here. Um, so we all, uh, all the listeners of the show, I think part of the, uh, registration process to sign up to listen to the podcast is to know what the Turing test is. <laughs> That's right. But for those that snuck in or, or listening with somebody, uh, what, what is the Turing test? So the Turing test is, uh, it's a way of uh, uh, saying like, well, how do we know that we've achieved a certain level of artificial intelligence? And the, uh, and the way you do that is you go put your machine or a person uh, behind a wall, uh, you can ask it, what, X number of questions? And after, yeah, yes, yes, no questions. Yes, no questions. And after X number of questions, um, if, uh, uh, if you're, unless you can, unless through those questions you can, you can prove to yourself that that person is a computer, um, then, uh, then that thing has passed the Turing test, right? Is that fair? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so there's, there's a new thing out. It's called the minimal Turing test, mm -hmm. okay? And um, so, so I'm going to ask you this here. So if, if people and machines only got one word to convince a human judge that they're alive, what would you say? Mm. French fries. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so it's like, so go ahead and look in at some of these, like, it's like all over the map in terms of like, I, I couldn't even think of stuff, but there's stuff like Smurf, um, <laughs> YOLO, uh, you know, Terminator ginormous, uh, you know, but it's, you know, some of these, it's like, it, like you almost like outthink yourself in, in terms of, of, uh, you know, like, Oh, well, you know, once you think of it, well then a machine can use it. Right. But the, the thing that I wonder, though, is it could you train an AI based on the human responses to beat the minimal Turing test? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. So, the, um, yeah, right, as you can kind of collect people's responses and then feed it into the machine, and then the machine knows that those are plausible human responses and then can optimize accordingly, right? That's, yep. Yep. Yeah, and the article goes on, it's pretty interesting, where they, they took all of these things and then they compared the top words against each other mm -hmm. um, in terms of like, uh, like, like, you know, is, you know, dog versus family. And so it's like they got all the human responses, right? And then, then what they did uh, was that they, they put a panel up with people 
saying that, okay, we're going to give you two words and tell us which one was generated by the computer and which was generated by the human. And even though both were generated by the human. Mm-hmm. And so then they, and so what they did was they, they basically had this, this bracket or SmackDown battle royal of like what words were most likely to be um, the word that a human said compared to which word uh, was perceived to be done by uh, 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 an artificial intelligence or a machine. Mm-hmm. And I think the one that won was poop. <laughs> See, see, I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm looking at this graph here, and I feel like, I don't know. My money was on Bootylicious. Yeah, yeah, could have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although it's, I mean, no, I mean, I understand the fun of this, but like, does this actually teach us anything when, like, your range of emo- when your range of expression is one word? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, and if range. you could sum everything up to one word, you know, it's at least a good thought experiment. Yeah. 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 I like it. Well, that's great. That's great. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, Dave, I got to go uh, contribute to some charities and, uh, and visit my elders uh, so I can uh, goose up my, my, my social credit score. Um, yes. In the, in the meantime. Denounce, denounce yourself and, and denounce your neighbors. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and so uh, if I, if I want pointers on how to improve my social credit score, Dave, uh, what website should I go visit? Oh yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, the Chinese uh, Communist Party. It's their homepage. Uh, DGShow.org. <laughs> so uh, D's and Dave, D's and Gunner. Uh, Show.org. <laughs> right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. We'll see you later.